Hi, and welcome to More Human, More Resources, the HR podcast for entrepreneurs. I'm Vicki Brown, your host and CEO of Vidomineo Enterprises. As a serial entrepreneur, I understand that having the right expert help has been critical to my success. That's why I'm dedicated to telling you, in plain language, what's going on in the world of HR that might impact your business and what you need to do about it with real actionable tips to help you master that list of must-dos and grow your leadership muscle. First things first, the information contained in this podcast is provided for general purposes only and is not to be considered legal advice. Your decision to adopt or not adopt any practice or procedure mentioned in this podcast is solely yours and we bear no responsibility for the outcome. We urge you to always consult legal counsel and other appropriate licensed professionals. And with that, let's get into the show. You're listening to Season 1, Episode 18. In this week's episode, our question of the day is, how to create an employee handbook? And do I actually need one? So, I bet I know what you're thinking. I don't need a handbook. We're so small, everyone knows what they need to do. Besides, a handbook is so corporate-y, and we're just not like that. And hey, if I don't have any formal policies written down, then I can't be held to anything, right? Ah, if only it were that simple. Because written or not, as an employer, there's a host of policies you're held to, from the feds, your state, and maybe even your county or city. So don't fool yourself. They exist, whether you choose to write them down or not. And while you may think, Everyone knows what they need to do. Everyone may not know what they shouldn't do or what the process is if they don't do what they should do and on and on. Now, in all fairness, I've heard labor attorneys say they prefer their clients not have a handbook so they don't get tripped up in written policies. If something happens, they can just say it was a policy to do it that way or this way. But honestly, I haven't heard that in quite a few years because the landscape is just too treacherous these days. It's like going into battle with no playbook and no shield. Besides, a policy that isn't properly communicated to and acknowledged by the employee is like a tree falling in the forest. Did it happen at all? Okay, before you let that pit in your stomach develop, just think about this. There's no need for this to be a back-in-the-day personnel manual, some giant three-ring binder of a book that just sits on shelves collecting dust. Your employee handbook can reflect your company's unique culture and be delivered in a current, searchable format, something your team will find easy to use and reference. Why not put it on your intranet? What? You don't have an intranet? Okay. In an upcoming episode, we'll talk about how easy it is to make one for no or low cost. It could be an unlisted landing page on your website or a separate low cost Wix site, but we'll get into all that later. Anyway, back to the handbook. Get the acknowledgement part done through e-signatures. Make it part of your company SOPs and part of the onboarding process for all new hires. It should be front and center and easily accessible. Now, on to the content. I categorize the handbook content into four buckets. Critical must-have policies, important should-have policies, culture support policies, and 
ooh, don't forget about that policies. So let's take a peek into each bucket. Critical must-have policies are things such as the harassment-free and discrimination-free workplace policies. It should outline what's prohibited conduct, how someone can get help, and what your company will do once you've been notified of a problem. Now, obviously, with the Me Too movement, this is one of the first areas that will come under scrutiny if there's a problem. Other policies I would group in this bucket, well, they include the American with Disabilities Act and your policies on time off, such as sick leave, vacation, holidays, jury duty, etc. The important should have policies are things such as outlining employee job status, exempt versus non-exempt, and what each means, pay dates, working hours, use of company technology, confidentiality, conflict of interest, and whistleblower. And no, whistleblower is not just for the government. Violence in the workplace, smoke-free and drug-free workplace, how you handle poor performance, and what happens if someone resigns or is terminated. Now, under the culture support policies bucket, I include things like anti-nepotism, what happens if an intimate relationship develops at work, open communication, and training and development. And under the, ooh, don't forget these policies, I put things like safety and health policies, business attire, family members and visitors in the workplace, and other similar policies. Now, as you might guess, these aren't the only policies you can put in a handbook, and you may choose to skip some on the list. Hopefully, you are only choosing from the culture or, ooh, don't forget buckets to skip. Just make sure you do include the critical and important policies. And start out the handbook with your mission and vision statements. And even a quick hello from the leadership team isn't a bad idea either. And for goodness sake, don't forget to include at will and this is not a contract statements. You don't want someone using your handbook to prove that they thought they were under contract and couldn't be terminated at any time. At the end, Make sure you have an acknowledgement statement and a place for the employee to sign off. You should keep a record of the acknowledgements in the employee's personnel file and get a new one anytime a policy is updated. Oh, by the way, don't forget to date the handbook and any revisions. Which brings me to the question, how often should the handbook be updated or revised? Well, definitely when laws change. And lately in California, that seems approximately every six months and whenever any of your company policies are changed. So if you decide to increase the amount of vacation you'll provide, you should update the handbook. My final piece of advice, don't try to do this yourself. I've seen the language in handbooks come back to bite the employer over and over. So it's important that you enlist the help of an HR expert or labor counsel. Now I think you know which one I would suggest you try. Either way, the point is, get help, because you do need a handbook, and you do need a good one. If you found this information helpful, please leave a review and tell a friend. Thanks for spending the time. Until next week, same time, same place.